The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, the podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Friends, welcome back to the show. We got, earlier this week, a crazy leak. <laughs> uh, these things don't usually happen, but because of the whole Microsoft-Bethesda merger thing, there was some information that was shared to the courts, and somehow stuff got leaked in fact we have what was a timeline from a few years ago for where bethesda was going with a number of different releases and titles including things like starfield when they were assuming that they would get that out a little bit earlier than it actually released also on that list was mentioned a few remakes both for oblivion and for fallout 3 so this is exciting news because if these things are still in production and are eventually going to be released still, then we as Fallout fans are looking at a Fallout 3 remake. And so this episode, I will be diving into what exactly that means, when I think it might be coming, and more importantly, what I expect there to be, or at least hope for there to be, in a remake that will truly make this game worth playing through again. And then stay till the end because I have a really crazy idea about how they could make this work. And I'm not sure it's going to happen, but I think it could, maybe? You'll see what I'm talking about when we get to that part of the show. So thank you for being here and let's dive in. Here's my thoughts on a Fallout 3 remake. Here we go. Alright, so what is the main reason why you remake a game? Usually it's because the game is something that was beloved by its community, but it could use some touching up. And, well, let's be honest, the company that makes it is hoping to make some extra profits on something that they've already developed that's going to take less work to get back out there in a new state that people will be excited to play. And so we just recently had the release of Starfield with a bunch of enhancements and updates to the engine that Bethesda has been using for a very long time now. And Starfield runs really well. It sure, it still has some bugs here and there, but for the most part, it, it just works. It actually just works. And that is the first place that I think we are going to see improvements in Fallout 3's remake is that it will be ported to the Starfield engine, the things that they've made advancements on. And this goes well beyond just better graphics and less bugs. 
there are a lot of details and things that work in that engine better than ever before. So we're going to see a much more high quality, polished version of Fallout 3 because it was always a buggy game with actual, well, the faces aren't perfect yet, but you know, better looking people, better looking environments. I'm sure they can take a lot of the stuff that they've made for 76 and kind of move it over because you're going to have the garbage on the ground and the textures of the trees and, and those kinds of things. So a lot of that stuff won't necessarily have to get remade from the ground up, but you bundle all that together in the Starfield engine, and now you have a game that just runs better. Because let's be honest, Fallout 3 is really hard to get running on today's hardware. Modern computers, they just don't want to run Fallout 3. Fallout 3 in New Vegas, getting to work on your system today is a whole process in and of itself. And there's lots of mods and questions and answers out there about how to make that work. This would just work from the beginning. So that's kind of a obvious one. Let's talk about the improved graphics. If you haven't played Fallout 3 recently, and I'm talking within the last few years, go back and, and if you can play it, play it, or look up some videos. Those textures are very low resolution, extremely low resolution, especially when you're talking to a character and there's like a wall behind them or something that's up close. The resolution of the game was very, very low. And this didn't bother me at the time when it came out because this is just the state of where games were back, what was that, 15, 16 years ago. But for today, those graphics just, they just don't hold up. So I'm looking forward to seeing a uh, DC area that's a little bit more crisp and clean. But also, when you go back and play these games, there are still items strewn all over the place. But so much of the, not only the graphics, but the actual geometry of the world is very low poly as well. This is another one of those things that you notice when you go back and play these older games. The character models are low poly, but even the things in the world tend to be very low poly. So updated actual meshes for a lot of the objects and characters would be nice. But then also the fact that it still kind of feels empty. This is one of the big advancements of the last two generations of say consoles is the ability to have just more stuff around. And whether that's little pieces of grass sticking up through the wasteland or it's garbage kind of just sitting in a corner of a room or it's more items to pick up or whatever, the complexity of our environments has improved. So it feels less like we're in these boxy areas with one or two things in them at a time. So I'm looking forward to improvements in that regard as well. Let's talk about the technology a little bit here. And I'm not just talking about game engines. I'm talking about the hardware that we play games on because the world has changed since Fallout 3 came out. Today, many people are able to play modern games on portable devices like the Switch or the Steam Deck. And Fallout 3 would benefit extremely from being able to play on a Steam Deck or a Switch and to make that natively. Now, that raises some questions. Is Microsoft going to release something like this on the Switch? Well, there's two thoughts here. One is maybe they do the Starfield thing and they go, okay, this is only coming out on Xbox and PC because those are our platforms. That's where we're gonna make the most money and it's going to drive sales of Xboxes. That's what they did with Starfield. But they released Skyrim on the Switch. And a lot of people have bought Skyrim or rebought Skyrim 
in order to play it on a portable device. And Fallout 3 is not that complex of a game. In fact, it came out before Skyrim, so it is simpler in some of those terms. So a modern remaster that can work on a Switch could be a really good opportunity to get this game back in people's hands and allow them to play it portably, which is how a lot of people are enjoying their content today. So I think that would be a, another improvement that they could focus on if that's something that at least Microsoft is willing to look at. So talking about the technology, one of the other things that makes Bethesda games really different from everyone else and really uh, infinitely replayable is the modding support. Are they going to add Creation Club to this or are they simply going to release it as another one of those games that modders can jump into? And Fallout 3 kind of missed the modding boom that happened in the years after Fallout 3. New Vegas came out, became kind of more of the fam favorite between the two. And then Skyrim came out and the modding community exploded over the last decade. And so if you go on to, say, Nexus Mods, like the main site where people get their mods from, you will see a ton of mods for Skyrim and a bunch of mods for New Vegas. And when it comes to Fallout 3, you get these like improvements, like fix the bugs and make some of the graphics nicer and those kinds of things. But it's kind of the, uh, strangely enough, redheaded stepchild of the Bethesda modding community. It doesn't get all the love. Imagine this game running in the Starfield engine with all of the stuff that has been created for New Vegas or for 76. People are still modding 76 and 4 now moved over to Fallout 3. You have so much opportunity here to take the things that the modding community has made and make them work for this game. So you want more interesting Brotherhood of Steel armor and technology and those kinds of things? Go for it. There are mods that can probably be just updated very lightly in order to work in this and get moved over. Do you want mods that allow you to insert certain types of NPCs into the world or whatever. A lot of that stuff will work. Do you want better character models? Any any of that stuff that's common around the modding community, being able to work in a Fallout 3 and kind of revitalize that community seems like a really good idea. Now, there's another detail here from Starfield that a lot of people have been talking about. When people jumped into Starfield, they were worried that the shooting and the combat would feel kind of old still, as it has felt still a little bit not up to date with some of the Bethesda titles. And Starfield has made a huge improvement moving forward with combat and gunplay and all of that. It feels really good. So those improvements moving to Fallout 3 would be amazing. And I'm not saying VATS should go away, there's no VATS in Starfield, but if you decide to run around and shoot a bunch of people without having to use VATS, if it plays like Starfield, that would be amazing. I'm sure everybody would love that, and it seems kind of a obvious bar, along with some of these other things. They seem a little bit obvious, but at this point, it feels like a necessary improvement. All right, two more 
need to have improvements. And do I want to be that firm about it? Need to have? Must have? I'm super hoping that they're in there. These two are... Uh, okay, so I'm going to do these in the reverse order of what I was originally going to say. Because I think the last one will be a surprise that I even brought it up. So this one, as with many remakes, you get sometimes new content now added into the actual original game. So you get like, hey, here's a bunch of the original stuff. And then maybe there's a new fun little quest line over here or a new little dungeon or a new little location or something like that. Absolutely. I would love the current Bethesda team to work into this game something new to find. And my first thoughts are, okay, give me a new quest line that takes me to a new location. Maybe there's an underground location, maybe a new vault. That would be awesome. Maybe some new characters with some actual voice dialogue, just like the rest of the game has. All of that stuff. Maybe a new awesome weapon. Something. Something that I can go, okay, I'm going to explore this game. And then if I'm going around and not even paying attention, maybe I run into this and I go, wait a minute. Was this in the original one? I don't remember this here. And then I get to do a bunch of new stuff in the old game. And so you have all the same old content. It shouldn't infringe on any of that old content. But maybe there's something new that pops up. And so that becomes a marketing thing, too. You know, like, hey, you remember this game? You can play through the whole thing. But there's an extra, you know, six hours of content, eight hours of 10 hours of content, 20 hours. Ago. However much they want to add in, I would be happy with that. That sounds good to me. All right. So here's the last point. And we've got all these improvements that I've listed here. But there's one thing that I really don't want to change at all. In Fallout 3, it is iconic because the game has kind of a green hue over everything. Your Pip-Boy screen is green. The UI is green. The world and the environment itself has kind of this green pallor over everything. And I don't want that to change. I feel like that makes Fallout 3 iconic in a way that we just don't see in modern games. I've spoke a lot about Starfield. If you go to different locations in Starfield, you get these different, it feels like filters on the screen. So Aquila City feels very New Vegas-like. It's in the desert, it's got cowboys, and there, there's definitely that kind of yellowish-brown kind of hue to everything. And it's specific to that location. You go to other locations, and depending on the planet you're on with the atmosphere and all of those things, there's kind of a different hue. If you actually pay attention, it's like they're filtering the screen in slightly one direction or, not, or another. It's it's kind of like in movies where they color correct different scenes digitally in order to evoke a certain feeling. That is something that is happening in Fallout 3. Everything kind of has this green tinge to it. And I think that needs to stay. I mean, sure, it's nice to see other colors. And this doesn't mean you don't see other colors. It's just everything is shifted in kind of a green direction. And that's the way Fallout 3 is. When I think back in my mind, everything kind of has that green quality. Everything feels a little kind of sickly, a little bit barren. Fallout 3 is a very, very barren place compared to 76 or any of these other Bethesda titles since basically Fallout 3 in New Vegas. Everything, I mean, even, even 4 has more grassland and trees and things like that in it. And there's less of that filter over the world 
And I know some people are going to say, oh, no, get rid of the filter. I always modded out those kinds of things. But I feel like this is part of the core. And I don't think we should overdo it. It doesn't need to be extreme, but it still needs to be there because that's part of the Fallout 3 experience, at least for me. So I would love your thoughts on the things that I've brought up so far. Please let me know your thoughts on this. And the Discord would be a great place to do that. So join us on the Discord. Chime in with your thoughts on this and what you think is needed or should be changed or whatever in the remake. And I'm going to go thank our patrons. And then I will be back with a probably crazy idea, but I think it would be awesome. So don't go anywhere. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, here we are. This is the middle of the show. This is where I get to thank our new patrons, including... Alexander and Scott A. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for your support. And that goes out to all 83 of our patrons as well, including a very special, very, very special thank you to Darth Mosin, our Liberty Prime, the top, the cap of our patron group. There's only one slot and Darth Mosin has it. Thank you for your support, Darth. And then also to our Sentry Bots, uh, Germinator, Larry D, Sky R, and Terrell. Thank you for your continued support. The patron chat is coming up very soon, just a week from today. We're going to keep it on a Wednesday. We kind of moved it from Tuesdays to Wednesdays right now. It's Wednesday the 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you would like to join us, you have plenty of time to sign up still in order to make that happen. And we'd love to have you. You just have to sign up as a tier four patron or higher and you can join us. Um, and basically, if, if you're just looking to support the show, any of the tiers are wonderful. I appreciate all of the support. So get ad free episodes and T-shirts and all sorts of stuff. Patreon.com slash Fallout Lorecast for all of that. Also, we've got some new reviews this week. If you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, I will read it out on a future episode of the show. This one comes from. Uh, Dylan Tatum, I think is the last name there from the United States who writes, wow, just wow, super entertaining, currently listening in order. And I just finished the Mr. Handy. Thanks so much, robots. And I'll catch up to listen to your reactions. Sorry if this review says no stars. This is my first time leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, but I give it five stars. No, you got it. You did it right. It shows five stars. Uh, Thank you for your consideration on that and for leaving that review. This next one comes from Midwest Gamer in the U.S. who writes, Amazing show. Fall of 2022, while working on a job site, I decided to look up something to listen to and was curious to know if there was if there were any Fallout podcasts. And then I saw the Fallout Lorecast. And within nine months, spring of 2023, I had listened to every single episode that was uploaded. Just note that I would listen to it for eight hours. Tom or Robots is an amazing host. I love the lore, love the patrons episodes at the end of each month. As of today, I am on episode 190 of the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. I definitely would recommend this podcast 10 out of 10. Well, awesome. Thank you for joining us, Midwest Gamer, and for being here for multiple shows and all of that. I do appreciate it. 
Uh, we've got two more quick ones. This one comes from Australia from Lady3x3 who writes, Two robots, I have been listening since the first episode. That's awesome. I'm so glad you've been here this whole time. Thank you for the five-star review. And then one more from Ethan R. Gardner in the United States who writes, Wow, five stars. Phenomenal podcast. Really well done and research. Well, thank you so much for your kind words. Uh, also, if you listen on Spotify, you can review the episodes there. You can leave a five-star rating on there or whatever podcast you're listening to. There might be a way to do that as well. And telling your friends and sharing with the you know your family and other people who like the Fallout stuff. Super helpful. So thank you to all of you for that. Let's move on with the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right. So I said I had one crazy idea. I think I might have uh, one other concept and then another, and then the crazy idea. So the concept is, what are they going to do to release this? Like, when will this be coming out? My theory here is this will be co-released with the TV show. We're going to get the TV show coming out sometime in 2024. At least that's the last I saw of the update for when we're going to have that. And just before the show comes out, as the buzz starts to pick up, as we start to get more trailers and all of that stuff, we're going to get an announcement. By the way, we are we remade Fallout 3, and it's coming out in tandem with the show. Because if you're a fan of the show and you're new into Fallout, you go, oh, there's a new game I can pick up, and it's not 76 because they're still fighting the old, like, five-year-old like messaging about how terrible that game was, even though they fixed so much of it, we're going to get a, a release that coincides. That's my theory. And I think that's fun because that means we get to replay Fallout 3 sometime in the next year. So exciting stuff. But here's my really crazy thought. A lot of people have been pushing for a different kind of update to Fallout 76. We get these new locations you can go visit, but it's basically a dungeon that you fast travel to. We don't actually get expansions to the map, a new world to explore in the same way. Well, maybe not world, but new area in the same way that you would normally explore the world, right? Because that's a lot of work. What if Fallout 3 was, and don't, don't start throwing things at me right now. Wait, wait for all the details. What if it worked both as a standalone title that you could just launch in it of itself and also was tied to Fallout 76 so that you could load up Fallout 76, fast travel into Fallout 3, and then play the game from there. And I've got, I mean, I, this is a little crazy because you have a character in Fallout 76 who's like 5 billion levels high and have all these stats and everything. So that feels kind of like it would break the game. I get it. I get it. But what if you fast travel into fallout three and it like gives you this screen of like in another story 200 years later boo, 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 boo. almost like you go into like a little uh i don't know like a little vr simulation it's not like we haven't seen those in fallout and now you're living the life of somebody else 200 years from now or something like that there's got to be a way to segue it right and then you play fallout 3 the same way you would normally play fallout 3 but here's the difference in this Fallout 3, because it's tied to your Fallout 76 account, the things that you've collected in Fallout 76 can be used or show up 
in this version of Fallout 3. So that means that you can craft stuff. So add crafting to Fallout 3, but it's the same, basically the same crafting that works in Fallout 76 with some tweaks and changes depending on the items you can find in the world. But maybe those items now sprinkled around in Fallout 3 if there's anything that's missing that you would need for crafting. But more importantly, it means if you bought stuff on the Atomic Shop, then that stuff could exist in Fallout 3. So this also means that you would have a camp or you could place down a camp somewhere in the Fallout 3 map because it's basically an expansion to the 76 map. So if you find an area somewhere on the map with room to put a camp down, you could put a camp, you can build stuff, you could have the same buildings and things that you could build in 76, but now you're building them in Fallout 3. You've got a little home base. You've got a place where you can put a bunch of your stuff. You can stash things. Maybe you've got a stash there that works for Fallout 3 that you can you know throw your stuff in. But you can also use all of the skins and all the things that you've collected in 76 and then customize your Fallout 3 experience. So if you get a skin for a weapon or a gun and it's the same kind of weapon or gun that exists in Fallout 3, you can update it at your camp, at the workbench, in order to make it look differently. Maybe you get some power armor. Maybe you want the power armor to look like that cool looking power armor that you got that looks like it has fire coming out of it or whatever. You can update that stuff and, and you can use the, that content in Fallout 3. That would also mean that the way power armor works in Fallout 3 is the way it works in Fallout 4 and 76. So there would be updates to that as well. Remember, Fallout 3 treated power armor like it was clothing that you put on. In 4, it became a suit that you wore and you walked around in. That would be a huge improvement to the way Fallout 3 works and treats power armor. It makes it look way more cool when you see a bunch of other characters walking around in it. And now we would have a place for you to use the stuff you've collected in Fallout 76 in Fallout 3. It would work across all of those things. Now, this has benefits for the players because we get to use the thing we, all the stuff that we've been collecting over the years in Fallout 76 in the next remake. It also means that they could remake another title and include that connection as well once they build out the technology for that. And I know it's kind of a big jump forward, but in some ways, maybe that actually makes it easier to just tie it to the other game. I'm not sure. I don't work on the coding side. So uh, speculation, my gut says that's more complex. Usually anything like this is more complex, but it also drives people to play Fallout 76 in order to collect things for Fallout 3. It also creates more of a platform for future updates or future Fallout games or expansions to be tied to both of these and to fit within this system. You see how that works? So, for example, if they decide to do a remake of Fallout New Vegas or they outsource a sequel for New Vegas to somebody like Obsidian, they could build it into the Fallout 76 experience. And now you have more reason to buy and cross buy the products and make sure that you're getting all the things that unlock so that you can use them in the other games. So it may be too complex but I'm kind of hoping that's the direction they go in. I think there's a very small chance that this actually works out, but I think it would be very cool. Now, here's my final point. What if, and thinking about Fallout 76, 
the, one of the key components of playing 76 is the fact that it's multiplayer. What if they allow you and a friend or two or three to go into Fallout 3 together? Once you leave the vault, you can walk around with your friends, you can do different things in the world, they can enter your game or you can enter their game and you are the key person. So the decisions that you all make together play out in your version of the game. There's some complexity there. Absolutely. I get it. Uh, maybe it works exactly like 76 does where you're able to further your quest line in the world and somebody else's doesn't. But I, I don't think Fallout 3 can work like that. So for example, what if you blow up Megaton and the other person doesn't? Does one person's Megaton exist on their screen and the other person doesn't? Like the, These are things that they did in Fallout 76 that allowed... Basically, nothing like that can happen so that there isn't a huge disconnect between players, at least not in that same kind of way. So that I don't think would work to just have everyone in their own version of Fallout 3 together. But I think it could work if people can join one person's game and then run around and basically create things that last in their version of the game. You become kind of like a companion and that other person is the main character. Multiplayer code is already there. This would just take some adjustments to how that would work. And that might be really cool. And I know some people are going to be like, no, Fallout 3 should be a solo experience. You should never have other people in your Fallout 3 game. It's a solo game. You shouldn't have that. And you could totally play through it like that as well. I'm not saying that you have to play with other people. And I'm not even saying that you would randomly run into other people in your world, just like in 76. I don't think that would be the best way to do this. But to invite somebody else to be your companion, come into the world and run around with you and help you fight the bad guys or finish the quests or whatever could be a lot of fun. So those are my thoughts on what is needed for Fallout 3 and what I think could also be really exciting. Let me know your thoughts on this. Thank you for being here. I will be back next week with our patrons. And so patrons, if you want to talk about something specific, post it on the Discord. We'll figure it out. Thanks for being here, everybody. Have a wonderful week and stay safe out in the wasteland. I'll see you next time. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.